the extra ball. Hello, welcome to the show. It's uh, Propaganda Extra with Dan, Michael, and Rob. Uh, some bonus bits for you, some bonus clips. What have you got for us today, then, Michael? Here on this members-only show. Members only. Um, makes, it sound, makes it sound sexier, doesn't it? When you say hi, it's, this is the members-only section. Come behind the curtain. The velvet rope. Come on in. I was, I was saying I was trying to buy some raw milk for this episode, but failed. <laughs> yeah. So the raw milk, if, if you missed it, the raw milk reference is the name of the Accrington podcast, which in turn got its name from the Accrington Stanley. Who were they exactly? The, milk the milk ad- advert. Yeah. yeah. So we got talking about raw milk on, was it last, was that last week? It's only a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. But yeah, I, so I went on to Google to try and find somewhere that sells raw milk. Not actually many places do, but there's a place called Red Lodge Farm, which is kind of just outside of Wakefield. They sell raw milk, but they only open at three. Are you going to promise us some for a future episode? I'll try and get. They only open like two days a week, and between three and six or something. It's um, you've got to you've got to know when to go. Got to do the secret the, knock for the special stuff, right? So <laughs> under, under, under the, the counter. counter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they do they do raw milk and um, mystery meats. Oh, that would made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Just seems like the sort of thing you might you might also get. And I'm, I'm sure they make. I'm glad this is behind a paywall and not. We're not libeling them. It's no. better than raw milk. I mean, we, we, raw we, meat and mystery milk, isn't you it? You might still be libeling them because you could infer reputational damage for that, but hopefully they're not subscribing to this. No, it's they look like a great bunch of lads. Redlodgefarm.co.uk if you're interested. Um, Redlodgerawmilk at gmail.com. Right. There you go. Didn't get any anywhere. Um, so all we're left with is, uh, is a couple of little clips. So this is a message sent in from Eamon following the forest defeat, but it, there's a question that comes off the back oh, okay, of it. okay, okay. Boys, I get no joy saying it, but Jesse is just the antithesis of Marcelo. His petulant pose when things are going against, his Ivy League cliches. Steve Cooper was asked in that post-match, what's he done to get the best out of Brennan Johnson? And he just shrugged it off and he said, as a coach, he can really only cock it up for a good player like that. So let's be straight with Jesse. He's full of shit. He's been kissed on the dick by a football angel to coach Harland and all of that, and he's milked that for all it's worth. But he's a relegation coach, and he must be stopped. More milk chat. <laughs> Milked it for all it's worth. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Said Eamon, yeah. No, 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 no. No, Michael, not that. Not that, you filthy animal. Um, kissed on the dick by a football angel. Is that a phrase? I mean, it is now. Maybe it's maybe it's a, it's a, an Antipodean one. Possibly, yeah. yeah I've, never, I've never come across that before. But it made me think who else has been... Kissed on the dick by a football angel. Do, do we want to define the terms of what kissed on the dick by a football angel means? Because that seems to suggest that he's got lucky in some way. Or is, mm. are we talking about God-given talent here or, or pure luck that's been extracted from said kiss or what? What do you think? Well, in the context of Jesse, he's essentially saying that he got lucky to have good resources available to him. Yeah. There's a very good clip which kind of illustrates that. And it's the it's the start of an episode of one of the, the Red Bull series about his time at Salzburg. And it starts with his team winning 5-2, thanks to a hat-trick from Erling Haaland. And Jesse is in the changing room afterwards, absolutely furious. And he's saying, all we've got are tactics. We've got nothing out there. And he's blaming his team for only winning 5-2 and briefly looking in danger because they've conceded two goals. And you think, but Jesse, like, you've got this generational talent scoring goals for you up front. And you think the good bit about this is the tactics, the Red Bullness of it. And the way he solves that is not by going out and coaching his team how to defend and get organised. He goes and spends a league record fee on a defender called Max Berber. 
which became of him. Yeah, so um, some interesting <laughs> parallels there, I think. So kissed on the dick by a football angel, my immediate thought is that's exactly what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had at Man United. And the more that I think about Jesse's time at Leeds, the more I see parallels with Solskjaer at Man United, funnily enough, in the sense that Solskjaer had the players that would always make him look perhaps better than he was in the same way mm. that kind of Lampard got it at Chelsea as well. You know, they were already of a particular level that the the floor was never low enough like it has been at Leeds for him to, to particularly fail. Yeah, Lampard was the one I initially thought of as well for this because not as a footballer, it's worth saying, because he was genuinely a good footballer, but as a manager, got the Derby job when they were spending, it turns out, completely illegal amounts of money. Uh, well, not illegal, with outside of the rules of the competition. Yeah. And then went proven, to Chelsea. Proven as well. Yes, very much so. Went to Chelsea, loads of money. Oh, we've got a transfer ban for like one window. It's, it's an impossible job mm. if we didn't have a squad oh, I, of like... Oh, Michael, did so well. If we didn't have a squad of 50 players already, and I think they still signed Kovacic and someone else during that period, didn't they? Pulisic, they, they Pulisic. signed and loaned out and then so he came back that summer. Yeah, so they had they, they did kind of have players coming in. And but... also, he got fired and then they won the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> which was f- quite funny, really. I never want Chelsea to win anything, but the humiliation involved in that in terms of putting him in his place was quite funny. And it's likely to happen this year as well because he's going to leave Everton and they're probably just going to be fine now. Yeah. Because they've got someone in who can actually organise stuff. So, I mean, from a Leeds perspective, I did think about David O'Leary as well. Yeah. Because there was um, a chart the other day that I saw from, uh, it was from uh, an adjusted spend by season. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did you so see it? It was, inflation. It was doing yeah. the rounds on Twitter. It was coming from um, Kieran Maguire, actually. It was it was from his podcast. So, as you'd expect, adjusted for inflation. So, it was putting Chelsea's last transfer window in context. Actually, not the highest spend, funnily enough, on adjusted. There was another Chelsea one. They're all Chelsea at the top. Then all Man City. Bit of Newcastle. Bit. Oh, what, what's in common with all those those top spenders, I wonder? Mm. So, but then plonked right in the middle of it, us, 2000, 2001, uh, adjusted for inflation, we spent £307 million that season. Is that the Rio Ferdinand season? Yeah, that's Rio Ferdinand, Seth Johnson, Robbie Fowler. Right. That's that bunch, I okay. guess, from in, within that, would fall within that, that group. It's a lot of inflation. Yeah, but there is a lot of inflation. Look at, if you think about the record fee for a defender then, was Rio Ferdinand and what is it now? Chelsea paid about 80 million for Fafana, didn't they? Mm. I think. Harry Maguire was 80, wasn't he? Harry Maguire, yeah. So, yeah, fair enough, I suppose. Mm. But yeah, David O'Leary had all that money to spend. He also had a, for free, he also had Kewell, Smith, Robinson, Woodgate, McPhail. Hit it all there. Fucked it. I was going to say, um, Dave Hockaday came to mind as being on the dick by getting a job that he definitely didn't deserve I think, I'm not sure no, I think a, he thinks he expected to be kissed on the dick by the football angel it wasn't a football angel though was it it was a, nah, well, a demon. I won't say what I was going to say but a, a <laughs> lunatic basically <laughs> yeah he did alright didn't he should we hear from somebody else then speaking of lunatics not well not, I mean maybe he's right <laughs> makes you think depends depends on your opinion of the man doesn't it we're heading into makes you think territory neither of you actually were aware of the white card were you no um, we were talking about this before so the white card is explain it so this is a thing that's coming in Portugal. They've introduced a white card to try and encourage fair play and sportsmanship and things. So the referee can now... Is this like getting a certificate or merit points at school? Yeah, you get nothing for it, but right. you get the referee... You get, the, you... you get a nice warm feeling inside. Yeah, if you've done so, something So we good. would have got a white card when we let Villa score that equaliser. Yeah. Right. I don't know how you... I don't know who show it to show it everyone. Pontus. Well done, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pontus would have got it to Going around to show it to everyone apart from Click and Pontus <laughs> and maybe Tyler Roberts. Just like, you shouldn't have passed. You know what you did, Tyler. I don't think he did, though. He just did what he was told. He was getting rid of the ball, wasn't he? He just did give what it, he was told. Give it to the grown-up. So it actually made a first 
appearance a couple of weeks ago when the referee showed it between um, it was during a women's cup clash between Sporting Lisbon and Benfica right and uh, someone in the stands was ill and medical staff from both teams went off to help someone in the stand <laughs> sorry just pause for a second because it's immediately making me think right if they're medical staff who attended to it did they, did they get the card they got the card right yeah I can just imagine Roy Keane now ranting in the studio it's their job <laughs> that's their job also the ref goes over and be like they don't look well to me red <laughs> poor job VAR <laughs> you've not done well so they got the white card for assisting the ill person in the stands yeah. right. so uh, I mean I don't know what you think of it as an idea I think it's it's quite nice I mean like if you see with kids you'll know as well you've got you get your twin boys that you know they get merit points or whatever it is that they have at their school. Yeah. It, it makes them feel nice, you know. Like and it's yeah, a, grown adults. It's though. it's carrot rather than stick, isn't it? Someone should do a white card. I was going to say, if either you show me a white card, I'm going to tell you <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, for kids, I can. I think it probably does make sense, but I don't know for 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 grown ups playing a competitive sport. Michael, it feels does, a bit football, does football not make children of all of us? Um, You're not having it. No, should we? Not so, really. So this is related to that then. So it relates to that. Do you know David Icke is? I know David Icke is. Do you know David Icke is? <laughs> I've heard of him, yeah. So David Icke is, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, former Coventry City footballer. Yeah, BBC year. Sports presenter. Yeah, and then he presented like the, the sports coverage on the telly, didn't he, for a bit. And then he took an alternative path. Yeah, to explain all of it, it's kind of complicated, but said that... There's a bit of Son of God in there, isn't there? And Mes- yeah, Messiah complexes. did and that, and then said the Queen and loads of other people were actually reptiles. Lizards, yeah, mm-hmm. the lizard and not And not, like, he doesn't, he's not talking... In terms of their control of things or the way they do things, it means actual lizards. Actual, yeah, yeah, actual lizards. They yeah. do control everything, but they are also actual lizards. Not, yeah, yeah. not like we call Gary Monk a snake. No yeah. one believes he is actually takes on a snake form. Sometimes I don't think yeah. anyway. No, most people just said he was a snake. Yeah, because we're getting into Voldemort territory. But yeah, yeah, David Icke thinks that the Queen like gets in, shuts the door, and no, it's not like, anymore. Oh, that's true. Actually, well, makes you oh, think. Makes you think. Well, or does she? <laughs> or does she? Yeah. Can you die? <laughs> I don't know. Can you die when you're a... No, when you're an immortal reptile. When you're a, a royal li- a lizard. <laughs> anyway, so here's David Icke with his thoughts on the white card thing, yeah? Yeah. A red card. Oh, off you go. You're not playing anymore. And if you do something really naughty, ooh, you have a red card. Oh, off you go. You're not playing anymore. And now, if you do something nice, you have a white card. Oh, he's got a white card. He's ever so lovely he is. Now, what am I just describing? I mean, I know, okay, break it down and then expand it to the mentality, the perception. I'm describing the social credit system. That's what I'm describing, the very system that these people want to bring in. So in China, if you do what the rules tell you, then you're fine. No card for you, except a white one. But if you do not do what the rules tell you, if you do them not not quite so badly, but you know, you breach the rules, you would get the equivalent of a yellow card. You get your credits taken away. If you do something that's really against the rules in China, you get a red card and you get lots of your credits taken away. And when the credits reach a certain low point, you can't go on a train, you can't go on an aircraft, and you can't interact with society. And that's the mentality. Baddies are punished, goodies are rewarded. That's the social credit system. And now they're bringing it into football. Now, people might say, well, that's just a coincidence. After 33 years of researching this, that is not a coincidence. Do you ever listen to things like this and just think, do boomers have too much time on their hands? (laughs) 
Because I, you, you know, as we were saying there before, Michael, you've got kids. Rob, you've got a job. I've got children and a job. Mm. You know, you've got a job, obviously. A job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even still, it keeps us all busy. It, it occupies the mind, doesn't it? Mm. I don't often sit there thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you fucking should. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I'm the one who's in the wrong. I've seen you. I've seen you scuttling about on all fours. Actually, when you think I'm not looking, <laughs> it's just um, it's just reminding me. In my old job, I would occasionally do some work for the website Football Three Six Five, and the editor there was telling me once that David Icke used to write a column for them, and it must have been a weekly column. And like four out of every five columns were just like about goalkeeping, and then the fifth one would be like the Queen's a lizard, <laughs> and she'd have to say to. David, bless him. David, we've spoken. We're not going to publish that. And then he was like, well, The website, fine. Football yeah. 365. And he was like, well, fine, I'm not writing for you anymore. You're censoring me. <laughs> like, Fuck it well, he's done... Yeah, all these, these pensions, the triple lock and stuff, maybe it needs to go. Maybe he needs to, he needs to be out there working a bit to, to, to earn to stay alive. David Icke, in fairness, does work, if you can call it. If you can call travelling the world, peddling bollocks work. He's... Mm. Um, like live shows last like eight hours, don't they? Mm. Absolutely. It's that yeah. for eight hours. Imagine that. Which, <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, is actually people trying to control you. Just, mm. go, just go get a part-time job in Sainsbury's, David. Go on the fish counter or something like that. He spent 30 years researching that. So the who, white card who are we to doubt him? I mean, the white card only came in a few weeks ago. <laughs> he spent 33 years researching it. That's he, how, he knew it was coming, That's how he? far ahead he is, because oh, it's like God. the social credit system. And it's, and it says, when it says these people want to bring it, they're trying to, He's saying this is like a way in to introducing the social credit system in sport and in society, I guess. And he's saying these what these people want to bring in. So I guess by these people, he means... The lizards. Like the lizards, the Illuminati, the Bilderberg group, whoever you think, he thinks Thank, runs the world. Can I just say, it's really important. I'm really glad that we're not on YouTube for this particular episode. Mm. Um, yeah, because it'd be... Because uh, we'd be getting absolutely algorithm to shit, wouldn't we? Yeah, and we'd get the people in the comments. <laughs> but yeah, it, does, he, does he think those people... Are in charge of the Portuguese Football Association and because, just and just because well, that's, that what, is, that's where it starts. It's a slippery slope, Michael. Yeah. Just think about it. They'll never see us coming if we go in via <laughs> Lisbon the, via the Portuguese Football Association. In a it will do it in a women's game, so people people won't see it coming. Well, it won't do it on a big on a the biggest stage. It'll Not start in the there. Champions League. We'll bring it in the Portuguese the Portuguese Women's League. We'll bring in the the white card before you know it. You can't get on a train. That's um. <laughs> can't get on a train. <laughs> That's how I imagined uh, those infamous Kinea program notes started. It was like that, and they've, they've just edited them down, and they it just ended with what was it? Chinese agricultural farming or whatever. <laughs> the lizards at the FA and all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That was uh, illuminating. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't, Michael. To be clear, I don't regularly listen to David Icke, but I, I, I just saw that being. Um, <laughs> you had to listen to nine hours of him speaking <laughs> to get that. <laughs> that. And that's the best bit. Yeah, I, I've watched stuff about him before. He's quite an interesting character, but. For God's sake, don't listen to him too for too long because um, he's a lunatic. In your opinion, in my opinion, in Michael Normanson's opinion. Thank you for joining us for this. Sorry <laughs> for this for this episode of Propaganda Extra. Lizards don't even hiss to the snakes. <laughs> snakes and reptiles. They're all the same. I don't know. Well, uh, Fang the snake has got um, legs, arms, and legs, hasn't he? Yeah, that's so the, we, the Philadelphia Union mascot. So yeah. he looks like a lizard, even though he's a snake. So it right. makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you think, doesn't it? We'll speak to you soon. The Extra Ball.